0: Searching for a job can be a little bit challenging. Oh, um, this just in. Oh, it looks like we got something. What is it? We just got a letter. Let's go ahead and open it and see we what it is. We just
1: got an email right now. <laughs> we That's just okay. got an
0: email. <laughs> it's a little different now. Okay. Oh, no drum roll. No drum roll. Drum roll. All right. Here comes. Drum roll. Drum roll. And oh, look at that. That's our book. Yes. Uh, the Guggi's Guide to Government Resumes. I don't know, Karen, what do you think? Let me
1: see. I gotta I gotta get the the perfect view. Let's see. Oh, oh
0: that looks good. Is that right? <laughs> I think that looks good. That's like the, <laughs> the perfect image <edge> for us. <laughs> well, if you're interested in writing government resumes and have some questions about the process, this book is for you. Plus, look at Karen, doesn't she look cool? I think she looks awesome. Totally accurate. Uh, for ourselves, but we'll talk a little bit more about this one later. Uh, Yeah, so if you're talking about career strategies and also trying to think about uh, applying for government jobs and you'd like to learn some uh, great opportunities, this show is for you. Welcome to Gov Geeks Assemble. Level up your nine to five on 95. I'm Javier.
1: And I am Karen.
0: And together we are
1: the, the Gov Geeks.
0: Geeks. We get together every Thursday at six o'clock Eastern for a live show to talk about getting in and getting ahead in government. And this week we're talking a little bit about job strategies, specifically job application strategies. Uh, Karen, would you agree that applying for jobs, that whole process is different than actually performing on the job? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you get rated and you have performance reviews. There's all this stuff you spend your entire career working in different jobs, but how often do you have people like assessing how well you're applying for jobs and all of that stuff, right? Yeah, so a little bit different. Uh, We recognize that that happens. I mean, there's a big difference between the two things. So we wanted to share some strategies that might be of value. Uh, Of course, we've shared other strategies in the past, but uh, these five, I think, are going to be super helpful for you as well. Yeah. Any thoughts before we jump into it?
1: No, let's do it.
0: Let's do it. All right, well, what's the first strategy?
1: So the first one is to filter out by your priorities.
0: Yeah, that makes a of sense. So we're talking
1: about the sense. USA Jobs
0: site. Yeah, absolutely. If you're applying on USA Jobs, if it's LinkedIn, if it's Indeed, if it's any of those other places, uh, I mean, both for government jobs as well as just in general job searches, I mean, why p- apply for a position doing stuff that you don't like? Right. <laughs>
1: and many times we go by what the salary is or in this case, what the GS scale is mm-hmm. um, or GS um, pay is so you just want to make sure if that's your true priority if it's all about the pain you don't care about anything else then you know you can filter out by that
0: yeah i mean that that's your priority but also then recognize when you are in the job or when you're applying for the jobs i mean those are the things that you're going to be measured against you know is this actually going to be something that you enjoy well i mean if that wasn't a part of your priority in your searching Then you're not gonna really enjoy a lot of that work that's there.
1: Right. Or if you really were only looking at pay and not the location, then the opportunities that are gonna pop up could be in places that you would potentially have to move to. So are you able and willing to move for that pay?
0: Uh, And if that's important to you, where you'd say, you know, I really like this job, but, you know, it's in this state or it's in another part of the country or the world. Well, that's you know, where the opportunity is. So make sure you know what really your priorities are. And I think a lot of times, depending on the job, there's a lot of options that are out there. And sometimes it's easy to get a little bit fatigued looking at just the different ones that are there. So filtering out by your priorities is, is definitely a most important thing for you to do. Okay, what's the next strategy?
1: So the next strategy is to find that sweet spot.
0: What do you mean by that? Find the sweet (laughs) spot. Uh, So in general, it's just making sure that you have exactly the type of position that's going to work for you. So um, if you are looking for positions and there are a lot of them to choose from at the entry point that you care about, plus there is a lot of additional jobs at levels that are just a bit higher than you, you know for sure that that is a good sweet spot because you have a good likelihood of getting that position and there's also a good likelihood that you're gonna be able to go up in that position as well, either in that area or another company, another agency, another organization. Because yeah, you know sometimes a, a lot of our colleagues and our clients that we work with, I mean, absolute experts, but some of the things that they're going for I mean, there's not a whole lot of room for them to get these types of jobs because I mean, there's only like five people that do this. And so the competition is gonna be pretty fierce.
1: Right, so essentially do some analysis before you identify what your opportunity will be.
0: Yeah, Because you know, if you absolutely. pigeonhole
1: yourself too soon, then you have nowhere to move, then it kind of limits that ability. Especially if you are the type of person that likes to move every few years, Um, or if there's no growth there, then you definitely may wanna think through if that is the career you wanna go into.
0: Right, I mean, think about unintended consequences. So if you're in the position, you're doing that, and say, for instance, you don't like the environment, you're a little frustrated by the supervisor, et cetera. um, Well, what is then the likelihood that you're gonna be able to find another job in that area? If it was hard enough to get that one job, well, yeah, what is the likelihood that you're gonna be able to get the next one? And then on top of that, if there aren't that many in that field anyways, well, again, what's the likelihood that you're going to be able to move up? That's, uh, that's a bit of a challenge.
1: Right. But all hope is not lost because then you can think about changing your career track, which we talk about that too um, in our other conversations. So just because you found yourself in that type of position doesn't mean there's you know no room for growth. There's always room for growth. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes you just have to move out of the career path that you're
0: on. Yeah. Yeah. And at least at that point, you're making an informed decision. At least, you know, hey, you know, I'm getting this position. Yes, I recognize that there is these challenges and I'm going to have to do these other things potentially if I want to get a different type of a job. But at least this way, you know. And I think that really cuts down on a lot of the frustration when it comes to job searching. Because people feel sometimes, you know, I keep applying, but you know, the odds of me getting it, I just, you know, I lose steam because I, I get frustrated so easily by it. Uh, and having these kind of ideas up front might help you kind of to, to manage all of that stuff just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so but really at the end of the day, what is the sweet spot for you? I mean, are you willing to accept that uh, there's lots of different opportunities or only a handful? And what is your timeline expectation for you to be able to get the next position or job? Uh, I mean, Karen, it takes a long time to get any government job sometimes, right?
1: Sometimes, yes.
0: Yeah, I'm curious. In your experience, what is the longest that it's taken a person to get uh, hired on for a position from the moment that, you know, the job announcement is out and all the way over?
1: Um, I think the longest I've seen in the, you know, very, uh, you know, current time period was about two years mm-hmm. till this person actually walked in the door and was an employee.
0: Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. And the time when they got their badge, their credential, because there, there's other things to consider i mean security clearance reviews sometimes not to mention just the overall processing if there's uh, different issues and making sure that uh, the human our human capital colleagues recognize whatever your insurance issues again mm-hmm. security clearance uh, you know concerns all of that sort of stuff so it can take a bit of time
1: it can take some while <laughs> or take some time take some
0: while it can take some while some while time
1: <laughs> or it can you should be wily. <laughs> there you go.
0: All right, uh, what's the third strategy?
1: So, the third strategy is to do your best, then move on.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, this is a big one. In um, you know, a lot of times when we're working with our colleagues, um, we hear some of the frustration in their voice because they apply for it. They're like really excited. They tailor the resume. They've, you know, talked to as many people in their network as possible. And then they go to the information on USA Jobs, you know, about the availability of the position and the status of the position and nothing has changed or they haven't heard from them at all. And then you keep checking and you keep checking and that leads to a little bit of anxiety. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Why haven't they told me anything? Yeah. I mean, I I personally have experienced that uh, before as well. I I don't know. Have you? Um, I guess
1: not as an applicant, but I know I've felt it as a hiring manager. And um, I think sometimes we're also in the dark sometimes. Yes. So it's a matter of What i try to do is i'm communicating at least with the person that i hired to say hey have you heard anything i haven't heard anything but i'll let you know but just making sure that they know that at least i am here still waiting for them to start so um want to make sure that they know that That,
0: that's even at that point where you found the good candidate you've made the Uh, offer and everything yeah so even then right So this this whole strategy about doing the best that you can and then allowing yourself to move on is so that you don't miss other opportunities that are there as well. Mm-hmm. So you know you you see the announcement you know when the announcement closes you really focus in on making sure you have all of your materials, the resumes written correctly. Again, engaging your network, having any sort of conversations potentially to help you along the way to better understand and prepare for either working in the agency, potential interviews, all of that stuff. Um, but then after that's done, you just have to like breathe in, exhale, you know, pause, circle back, allow yourself that time, and then apply to the next job. Uh, And don't let that worry or anxiety about that other job drag you down because you could miss out on the next big thing by waiting on that one. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've experienced it. uh, And also, again, our, our clients, I've had this happen a couple of times where they're really excited about a certain government job. They apply, you know, they think things are going great. Then they don't hear. So they continue to move forward and then they get another job offer. Mm -hmm. Uh, then they're excited about that. And then all of a sudden they hear back from the agency Mm -hmm. and they say, Hey, you know, thank you so much for your patience. We'd like to move forward and offer you this position or bring you in for an interview.
1: Right. And then it's at that point when you decide, okay, do I completely, you know, abandon this other position to go for this one that I really wanted? Yeah.
0: yeah so. But, you know, at that point, at least you have the option to decide between the two rather than that whole time just sitting around waiting and like feeling very, you know, anxious.
1: And being like, oh, they've ghosted me. <laughs> right. Why are
0: they ghosting me? Come on, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And it kind of goes back to some of the things that we've been talking a lot in our, our shows where you can only control what you have within your sphere of control. I mean, you can't determine when they're gonna reach out to you or how or if, um, but really at the end of the day, you just can focus on what you can focus on and that's pretty much it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, so breathing exercises. (laughs) I think that's really related to this one. Uh, Do the best that you can and then uh, move on to the next one. Okay, next strategy.
1: So the next one is to consider your status feedback.
0: Yeah, ooh, that's a good one. Um, Yeah, so like what feedback are you getting on the status of your application? And not only just for that one position, but I think also for all of the different positions. So if you're seeing as a trend that you are qualified for a certain grade level, well, that's awesome, you you know that you're qualified. So don't use that as a means to think, well, I need to apply for a lower grade level. Uh, If you're qualified for that level, you know for sure from that feedback that that is the area that you should be applying for. So if you're like applying for GS9 positions, and then you get all of the feedback that says that you're qualified for it, well, don't then turn around and start applying for a lot of the GS7 positions. I mean, unless you really like that job and that's something that you care about. But I mean, that's awesome. It means that you're qualified for that nine level, right? Uh, sometimes the feedback is uh, while you were qualified, you not were not ultimately not referred to the selecting official for consideration. Okay, so you were qualified and then think, what more can I do to help make sure that I am uh, one of the most qualified ones and then update the resume a bit more and continue going because you know that you're qualified. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, Karen, in the application process, when people are getting feedback about you know, the status of their job and everything else. What have you experienced with people who are uh, going through that at that point? Seeing your emails that says, you know, you've been referred or not referred?
1: Um, Mainly frustration because I think some people, they get these generated emails that are just like, okay, well, you've been, you know, moved on to the hiring process. You've been provided to the hiring official and then they just hear nothing else. So they're like, well, what's the problem? Clearly I'm qualified. I was provided to the hiring manager. Why am I not getting an interview? And for many people, it's not just one email, it's multiple emails. And it's it can be very daunting and stressful. So it's just a matter of, you know, what is that feedback telling you? It's right. you know, it could be telling you that, to be honest, they may have had somebody in mind when they were looking to fill this position. It's possible. Um, So, or Or if you're an external candidate, maybe they selected an internal candidate. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's just a matter of maybe you want to try to see how you can get additional feedback through coaching or Mm -hmm. looking at the type of positions you're applying to and comparing it to the OPM handbook to make sure that you are hitting the marks, which clearly you are if your resume is making it that far. But then it's it comes to, okay, is this agency right for you. If you keep getting uh, submitted, but nobody's calling you then, you know, that's where you need to really think through um, where you're applying.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, also makes me think about the structure uh, of the resume itself because perhaps it is conveying that you meet the qualifications according to those in human capital that have been doing all of the reviews, but perhaps it's not written well enough to convey the impact to the agency or the organization, so the individuals that are going through it at that next level, uh, you know, all of the human beings that are evaluating all these tons and tons of resumes that they get to consider bringing them in for an interview, you know, that's why we talk about stuff like high impact statements, demonstrating that you have qualifications in those areas quantifying, qualifying, all of that. That might be a good indicator that you meet the qualifications, but your resume isn't conveying it well enough to demonstrate that you can make an impact Mm -hmm. in the organization.
1: Right, did you research that agency's mission before you submitted the resume to make sure you're tying that somehow within your resume.
0: And also just a quick plug, uh, if you go to thegovgeeks.com and you sign up for our newsletter for the GovGeekdom, uh, you'll also get access to our free course on resume writing. And of course includes uh, templates, strategies, and other materials that you can use to help you write that better resume. And I don't know, is there another resource perhaps that they can uh, consider when they're thinking about writing a resume? Oh, that's right. There's this one too. So, yes, there's also the uh, shameful the
1: plugs all around. That was
0: terribly shameful that really was. All right, what's the next strategy?
1: Well, I will just say, I think it's not it's a sh- it's a shameful plug, but we're very passionate about what we do and trying to help fill the government with very passionate public servants. Yeah. So that's where it it stems from
0: at the end of the day if you love your job you're going to do great work and if you're in a government position doing great work everyone benefits
1: right as loki would say you know our glorious purpose that's right
0: (laughs) um okay yeah the next strategy
1: so the next one is to set daily application goals so just like we do with anything else we kind of set milestones goals to get you know, baby steps to, you know, to where we're trying to go. If you're trying to get a job, same thing. Mm -hmm. It's you want to set daily um, milestones and goals.
0: And it could be what those goals are for you. So if you're going to say, all right, I have all my materials ready, my resume ready, etc. I'm going to apply to no less than two jobs a day. If that's your metric and that's what you can control, then yeah, go for it. Or if you're going to say, I'm going to research these five agencies and determine what is the best one for me today. And then you, you establish those goals and those timelines. And allow yourself the opportunity to be flexible with all of the other things that you've got going on in your life. But you know, th- there's a reason why so many times people say that looking for a job is also a part-time job in and of itself. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that's out there. Um, I think the great silver lining is that What an opportunity. I mean, if you're like looking for something new to do and you're exploring all of the different potentials that are out there, that can be really exciting. Government does so many really important things and exciting things. You can have the chance to do all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, by exploring this, it's not like you're like, oh, I need to look at this and I need to do that. No, it's like, wow, maybe I can work here. Oh, look at this. I can work at this agency or this organization. What a cool mission, you know?
1: Right, and you want to set time aside to do that type of research. Because if you, you know, just kind of do it on the fly or not really focused on it, then that's when you're not really, you know, taking advantage of all that's out there. So you want to make sure you're setting some time aside to, again, it is like another, you know, part-time job. So you want to be very structured about it.
0: Of course, want to be very structured. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, this is this is your career. So if you have career ownership, you are really concerned about the decision that you're making, the opportunities that you have, because really, I mean, it's not the government's or any organization's responsibility to manage your career, because it's it's you, it's your career, it's what mm-hmm. you want to be able to do with it. So yeah, you know, seize the opportunity, seize the moment. Um, so a quick quick recap on those five. Um, strategies that we shared today Uh, the first one was filter by priorities so make sure you know for sure what your priorities are if it's salary region you know geography all of that sort of stuff Um, number two was
1: find the sweet spot find
0: the sweet spot yeah I, I mean is it the number of positions that are available at different areas or levels I mean whatever you feel most comfortable with and realize you know you're accepting whatever those opportunity areas are right uh, number three,
1: do your best and then move on.
0: Yes, do the best that you can. Once you hit that submit button, you know, just close close your eyes, relax a little bit and breathe. Then you can move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Number four.
1: Consider your status feedback for your application.
0: Yeah, what's all of this stuff telling you? Um, I mean, should you change some things? Should you not? Yeah.
1: Right, if you keep on applying and you keep on, you know, Getting the you know negative results, maybe it's time to reevaluate. You know what you're doing.
0: Exactly. Uh, and the next one.
1: Um, the final one is to set daily application goals. Right.
0: What are you going to do for your application process? I mean, apply to two or three a day, research a couple a day. You know, all of that stuff.
1: Right. And you can also set notifications. So if there's a specific agency or a specific type of position you're looking for a specific series, Mm -hmm. then you can get notified when those become available.
0: That's a total bonus right there. I mean, exactly. Do that on the USA jobs, do it on LinkedIn. I mean, agencies uh, announce positions in all sorts of areas. So make sure that you're available to all of that as well. Uh, Another quick bonus is if you know the job title for the position that you're looking for, plug that straight into like uh, LinkedIn and you can see other individuals that have that title and then see, okay, well, what skills and experiences do they have uh, that perhaps you can emulate? Like, all right, well, you know, they have this type of education, background, training, certification, years of experience in these different areas. Uh, so help you or help yourself by understanding what the needs and the requirements are for that position. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, cool. So now we come to the time of the show where we have questions from the GovGeekdom. This is one of my favorite uh, opportunities to talk about things. So uh, please come out to thegovgeeks.com. You can go to contact us and submit a question there that we're happy to answer here on our show. Uh, Also, if you want to reach out to us on social media or other locations, we're happy to chat uh, and then share the information here with everyone uh, as well. So that's where we get a lot of our questions. Um, All right. So I think we've got one question this week. Uh, What is our question from the GovGeekdom?
1: Our question is, how do I ask for a promotion?
0: Wow, this is interesting. Yeah. You just kick down the door and you're like, I need that raise," or I'm good for the job.
1: Right. I'm ready for that. That next level.
0: <laughs> That's right. Put me in coach. Right. I'm ready to play.
1: I think I, I think one of the I don't know the ways not to ask for one is be like, um, especially in the government. Right. Because we have the different um, pay scales is to be like, well, when am I going to get the 14? Right. Like, Yep. So I don't know that 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 that's kind of like my my thing of, you know, you're just looking for the next the next thing.
0: When are you going to give me this? Mm -hmm. Because that dynamic means that the other individual supervisor, manager, et cetera, seems to have all the power and that they are withholding something from another person because the other person says, "You know, when am I gonna get this? I feel I deserve this at this point. Mm-hmm. I think asking for a promotion is talking about uh, career growth and advancement. So if you take the chance to chat with uh, your supervisor, managers and say, I'm really excited about this work and I'm excited to think about how I can do more, how I can grow in my career. Uh, I know that I'm doing these different types of projects And I understand that the next level, so the GS-14 or whatever the next level is for you, Mm -hmm. does these sorts of things. I'd like to demonstrate that I have the capabilities to do that type of work.
1: Right. And that's the key. You not only have to be demonstrating that you can do that work, but that you are already doing that work and doing it well. Right. Um, So many times I have to explain that just because you're doing more of the same work doesn't mean that you can do it at the next level. There's complexities involved as you start moving up. So you have to be able to demonstrate that you are successfully accomplishing that already. Um, And that's where you want to talk with your supervisor to make sure that you are getting those opportunities to do that type of work. Um, So, but you want to balance it, right? Because you don't want to then end up doing the work of the next level, but you're still at your current one, right? So that's where it's, a very delicate balance. Um, I will say I had a a mentee um, that I think they went about it a a pretty um, positive way where they were explaining that they, they are ready for the next challenge. They've done their research on what the requirements were. They wrote up a whole packet about their accomplishments and how they, Um, meet the requirements for the next level. So that right there is like, you know, almost doing a lot of the work for a supervisor, Mm -hmm. right, to then show that you are ready for the next level and you have that drive and
0: initiative. Demonstrate that you know what that next level is all about. Absolutely.
1: Right. And always the key thing here is, you know, sometimes your supervisor may not have a position at that next level.
0: Or the organization, just in general. Or the organization,
1: right. So you have to be ready for those conversations too, because while you may be ready and you may be able to show that you can do that um, type of position, if there is no spot available, um, you know, you may have to, look somewhere else if that's really what you want to do.
0: Yeah. And maybe then the discussion with your supervisor or manager is more about a partnership as opposed to, you know, this person has this, but they're not giving it to me sort of a deal. So if you were to say, I'm excited to be at this next level and I'm hoping that I can work with you to understand what that means if he can help me grow towards this or other assignments that can prepare me for that. Mm -hmm. And then also, I mean, honestly, have a a good, frank conversation to be able to say, well, I recognize that there's not a lot of these uh, positions in our current organization. And, you know, I've been here a couple of years and I felt that I've really grown in the work that I've done. And I'm looking to see if perhaps that would be something that I could explore. Then you've got a partnership with them when you're applying for other jobs and they know that you're applying for other jobs. So when a person calls for like a reference, they can be like, yeah, absolutely. Had a conversation with Karen. She's super qualified in what she's doing. Unfortunately, I just don't have the next uh, grade level to move her into, or the organization doesn't have the capacity to handle what it is that she's looking for. Uh, While I wholeheartedly say that she can do the work, unfortunately, it's just not something that I have available here. It's gonna be a detriment to our organization to lose this person, but yeah, I totally understand her career growth and yeah, I'm happy to support her. Mm -hmm. I mean, how great would that sound to a hiring manager? Uh, yeah, because again, you're talking about in terms of a, a partnership, as opposed to you know going into the office and being confrontational. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think if I were going to summarize all of that um, from from what you said, and, and hopefully I, I captured it correctly, um, but really understand what that next level of job is, and then demonstrate that you have the capabilities in order to do it. Uh, I mean, if you're showing up there and you're like, yeah, I want that next level, but you're struggling as it is to do the current grade level that you're in or even, you know, the grade level below that, then it would be challenging for the supervisor to be able to, you know, support your, your growth, mm-hmm. <laughs> all of that. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on that one? Yeah, you know, I wonder that that might be a separate uh, show that we can do as well. Uh, pra- help you provide some strategies to think about having a conversation like that with your supervisor or others. Because, uh, yeah, the, the more you are on the same page with that person, the better off your life can be.
1: Right. And I think it's really having that communication and partnership with or between um, employee and supervisor. Because that, that's just going to be key. Exactly.
0: So this has been Gov Geeks Assemble. Level up your nine to five on 95. Uh, this week, we talked a little bit about uh, job strategies, job application strategies. Uh, we had a lot of great tips and a couple of bonus ones there as well. Um, Karen, what would you say is your closing thought on our subject today? Oh,
1: I haven't had a lot of practice with these recently.
0: Yeah, you've been <laughs> up doing the, the good work of the government. It's awesome.
1: Um, I would just say that... Government definitely needs you. So don't give up. Um, Be persistent and be patient.
0: Outstanding. Thank you so much for your time. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thank Thank you for your service. Don't forget, please (laughs) check it out.